Welcome back to the Apostolic Spark. Today we're going to be doing something a little bit different. We're going to be going over our social media posts. So we're going to be doing a slight review on some of our posts. But if you guys want to check out our other episodes, you can check it out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, our Red Circle, and also our website. But other than that, let's get into the episode. So as Tyler said in the intro, we'll be going over a lot of our social media posts. Now, I've, I've said it many times before, I do majority of our social media stuff. Um, Tyler's more on the end of videos and stuff like that. That's where you see him in the videos when you post it. As far as YouTube sides, he'll be the guy over that. And I do a lot of social media stuff, but it's not saying he hasn't posted on our social media. He does, and it's gotten some likes. So what we're going to be doing today is really just kind of going over some of our quotes, some thoughts that I've had, uh, that he's had, um, that we posted, and just kind of covering them because, you know, you can read it at face value, but there's more to some of those quotes. There's more to some of those sayings. So um, I want to go to a very first one really quickly. It's a recent one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... I was just thinking about our Is Bible College Worth It series, and we were in the middle of it. And so I posted, part of determining if God called you is if you'll grow more where you're being called to. Okay. So what I was thinking uh, when I posted, I don't know if you've got that from there, but what I was thinking was that when you go somewhere, it's a growth decision. Yeah. It's somewhere where you can where you have to decide whether or not the current place you are Mm -hmm. can you grow can you uh really you know manifest fruits of the spirit there can you operate there or will you learn more at the place that you feel like you're drawn to you know because you can fill a pool somewhere and it doesn't necessarily mean you need to go yeah so like what did you get out of that that out of this one um i think kind of the same thing because really it say you're called to go to like a different church and that's a growth decision and like say you're still called to stay at your current church but there's like something that you haven't done that you could grow in so it's Mm kind of like that yeah that's kind of something i got out of it okay so do you have a a post that you looked at outright Um, you kind of wanted to elaborate more on so you do post pretty pretty often that um I noticed that majority of the ones I post are scriptural, so I don't remember the last one I actually posted that was just a normal. Oh yeah, it was this one. Uh, sometimes we, sometimes we struggle, sometimes we have heartache, but sometimes we have to remember that God is with us and will never leave us. I remember posting that one. I think, I think I was the one that posted that one. I can't remember. And then I posted that scripture uh matthew 28 20 um i don't remember what my mindset was with this but i do remember i was i really did actually like this one a lot because um i think i i think at that point april 8th oh yeah i was going through some mad stuff so it was uh it was something that kind of just i was thinking about something that was on what on your heart yeah yeah it's um you know uh a lot of us do struggle with some things um and we do we do have to remember guys with us mm-hmm. i do remember an earlier post where i mentioned you know thinking about um 
kind of along the lines of that remembering God is with you that he's yeah. as close as a mention of his name um, you know that's something that we forget you know we forget that God is watching us we forget that he's there sometimes you know yeah. we think we're all alone and but yet as I said you know that when he manifests himself in flesh he was tempted at all points oh yeah without sin you know he uh, he knows what we're going through um, so I know we're kind of rapid fire going through these posts because uh, some of them you can you can go right through uh, but this one was posted on December 8th, uh, 2020. And so, it's I posted, if you don't have time to talk with someone about God, then you need to reevaluate your priorities. So, what I was thinking about with that post um, is simply that our call, you know the initial call, is to spread the gospel. You know, it's, it's to... It's to lead people to Christ. It's not to um, to take the time to to run off to do whatever we want to do. It's not to get saved and then call it a day. Yeah. You know, it's to actually invest in people and and show them um, who God is mm-hmm. and and show them the gospel and, and and teach them and train them and allow them to be able to live for God. You know, yeah. that's what that's what our entire thing that's what the call is in, in Matthew 28 you know baptizing all nations it explains that you have to go out you have to spread the gospel you know and if we don't have those priorities mm-hmm. if we don't have our priorities <clears throat> on talking with someone even if it's the guy at the gas station you know if you don't have a priority with that then you probably shouldn't be doing it you probably right. should stay away from it you know yeah um, so, and that's a good one so you have anything on that that quote i think you covered it pretty well uh it's kind of an old it's an old one like i'm talking like old this was like uh last year july 19 2020 uh it's one that we did when we were talking about the call that episode that was a good episode um but it was one of i think it was your quote it says your call your calling isn't restricted to your age and that one is still very evident um and it's very true you know your calling is not restricted by your age no matter no matter what you know because you could get called at you know 10 you can get called at at you know 35 50 you know my uncle my great uncle was called at i think he was saved and then he got a call to preach when he was uh, almost 60. Mm. so mm. oh yeah people do and he called. started a church in Kentucky. I'll say people do get called at all different different sorts of ages and times. Um, I hate to use uh, Joel Osteen as an example, oh, but uh, I'm not using him specifically. His ministry. He was already lined up for being a, a preacher, but yeah. he uh, he was talking about callings and stuff in mm-hmm. one of his messages, and I overheard it because it's part of like motivational videos and stuff. And he was like, "Your dream, you know, it doesn't." go away your call doesn't go away it just gets buried yeah you know it just gets covered um and it's 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 kind of impressive to see a lot of people who um they they deal with so much Mm -hmm. and maybe they get out of things by the time they're 35 you know maybe they get time uh maybe they get into a position where they can do things for god by the time that they're 40 50 60 whatever yeah. your age doesn't it's not applicable to your call no you know? um i do remember talking about that uh one of the oldest things actually that i talked about 
uh, was a simple quote, and I said it, I've said it a few times to you, mm-hmm. uh, that if we don't invest in those who are younger than us, then we forfeit. We forfeit our future. Yeah, they're our future. I mean, we can't we can't lie about it. You no. know, the ki- the kids that are ten right now, mm-hmm. like, are our future. Yeah. You know, if we don't teach them, we don't lead them, we don't show them anything. How are they supposed to carry the gospel to the world? It's it's true. One of the most <clears throat> eye-opening things, uh, and kind of terrifying, honestly, to hear it was that there was a spoken word that went forth at a service, and it was saying there will come a generation that doesn't pray to the God that they serve. Imagine not teaching the youth to pray. Yeah. Imagine not teaching them properly. You know, to do that. How, what effect would that have on the church? That would be crazy. We wouldn't be able to spread anything. No. You know, we wouldn't be able to grow. And actually, it's kind of funny because that leads into one of the one quotes that I had from that this the episode of the call that I want to be the few that are chosen, and and it does say in the Bible that we're you know we're a chosen generation or royal priesthood, and if we don't invest in you know the like the Sunday school kids or like the youth in, in a sense you know then there will be no church mm-hmm. you know the, they are the next generation like I could I could tell you that everybody at the, our, my church or our church I should say I grew up with every single one of them from when we were in Sunday school to like now a lot of the, like some of them are getting married you know and I'm seeing like they were they were youth and then they went and started singing on the platform or they were they were you know having a chance to preach or anything like that like it's it's pretty cool you know and obviously some didn't um some did leave the church and that did suck but like you know those i'm not saying are i'm I'm not gonna get into that but the ones that you could tell were invested who were invested in were the ones that grew yeah you know um Actually, further on the point, my uh, former youth pastor, uh, he was talking to us about the odds of a youth group our size um, remaining in church. And he told us basically, you know, it was, I think it was 12 of us or something like that. It was something along the lines of that. It was most likely that three of us would stay by the time that we were 18. No, that's um, and that's And that's, that stinks. that's normal. That's a that's a statistic that comes from majority of churches. That yeah. three out of twelve, I think, I think it was three out of twelve or four out of twelve, would stay in the church till eighteen. And that doesn't guarantee that they stay past eighteen. They might make it to eighteen. They might leave. Yeah. You know. So uh, there's a we have to put a huge precedent on the youth now, especially with um, so many mental health issues. Um, so many things is going on in this world. We just had the recent um, attacks over uh, in Israel yeah. um, at the Temple Mount and how terrible that was. And, mm-hmm. and uh, of course, we have our prayers for, for Israel and for the Palestinians right now. Regardless of who is right or wrong in that conflict, uh, there should be no reason for people to die. No. Um, but, you know, we have so much that we have to try to, I don't want to say protect because that's a terrible word to use. Because they have to be exposed to the world. They yeah. have to know what's, you know, what's out there. What's out there and what to be warned of. But we still have to teach them. We yeah. still have to lead them. You know, what kind of, um, what kind of parent would you be if you shielded your kid if you from them. everything? 
you know, you didn't let them experience. It's like uh, um, falling. You didn't let them experience the process of, ri- of riding their bike. Yeah. And you're so worried about them falling and not the idea of them riding the bike successfully. It's like the the analogy that some people use. I think I can't remember if you use or not. It's where if you plant a sunflower in the ground and but you shield it the entire time, it won't grow. Yeah. You know. And that's kind of like the same thing with like the youth. Like, like I will say like our church, we have, we have now a hyphen group, but we are trying to still build that for when our current youth who are getting close to 18, which is crazy, are getting close to where they could, they, they will either make the choice of, yeah, I'll come to hyphen or I'm not really feeling it. And they could possibly, I don't want to say anybody will leave the church, but you know, with that statistic, it's it's. I, I mean, odds are very very low. I mean, yeah, and that doesn't. That's not just any random person. That goes for PKs. Yeah, that goes for everybody. That's I, not a. That's not a. Um, no one. No one's untouchable. Like you said, that's an example of. And I know I'm gonna jump right into another post, actually off of that. Um, because Brother Enzi said this. Uh, and it was fit with what you said, you know, about the people who invested, about the people who actually put um, a precedent on it. Um, he said this in one of his uh, messages. He said, our relationship with God will never be great, be greater than the priority we place on his word. Yeah. And that was his foundations. Uh, I think it was a message or it might have been like a whole like mm-hmm. series. I do remember listening to it. It was really good. Uh, he's a really good teacher, by the oh, way. I would say he's a really good teacher. He, um, he preached uh, NYC. Yeah, he preached he NYC. Amazing. After I heard him preach NYC, I was like, I gotta find this man's messages because he's really good at teaching. Um, you know, kind of preaching a little, you mm-hmm. know, in that area. But when I looked at that, you know, I realized like there's a lot more sermons on prayer. Yeah. There's a lot more sermons on worship. There's a lot more sermons on praise. But when's the last time you heard a sermon on fixating on the Word of God? It's it's. I I, I mean, far and few in between now. It's yeah. And I'm not saying we're not putting a priority on the Word of God. Definitely not saying that because there are people that firmly held on the Word of God. But you know, we gotta we gotta put a precedent on it. How are we supposed to know God? Because we can talk to God all day long. Right. We can talk to Him, but like. That's his written word. He tells us who he is in there. Mm-hmm. You know, that's our rule book to life. I, I mean, you know, so is there, I mean, if you got anything to add I mean, on to that. Or... I mean, it's true that we do need to build a precedent because like the thing that I will tell you when I grew up is that, yes, we were taught messages and stuff like that, but no one i shouldn't say no one they did encourage us to read the bible and stuff like that mm-hmm. none of us not really many of us did because i will tell you this when you're uh when you're my age and you know the youth group was the way it was um and you're like 13 14 years old it, the bible just did not seem exciting you know it, it didn't seem like something i'd be like oh i'm gonna jump at the opportunity i'm gonna read but the older I got and the more I started learning about it and learning all these amazing things, I'm like, okay, I need to I need to know more. And the fact that now I'm growing more scripturally is kind of crazy to me because I never thought in a million years I'd be doing that. But my but I noticed that my foundation has strengthened not only since 
I left and came back, but I, not only did I leave and come back, I came back with the determination to build my strong, my foundation stronger than when I left, you know? Well, yeah, I, I mean, my, uh, my grandma was very, very, very on it when it came to making sure your foundation was strong, mm-hmm. making sure that you were standing firm uh, in the word of God, to make sure that you were holding it down uh, because that's just one of the things that you need to do. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of, okay, it's a little shocking. I was doing some, some studying on uh, Michael Lindsay's uh, teaching series on the, uh, the spirit versus the flesh. And in that series, he just talks about walking in the spirit, you know, right. so on and so forth. But you know what I realized? Like, as much as we talk about walking in the spirit, not a lot of people can directly explain that to you. Yeah. They normally have to kind of think about it a little bit. Yeah, kind of, they kind of get back to you. And, and they're like, oh, well, yeah, it's praying and fasting and so on and so forth. But, you know, they forget about the fact that you're supposed to lay aside every way that you're supposed to cast aside your sin yeah you know you're supposed to do these things before you you, you know you get into it and i didn't know that i mean they kind of they kind of just in my experience and in my time in church anytime like a pastor would come by and preach or like my pastor would come and preach they would talk about walking in the spirit but they would just say you need to walk in the spirit and then leave it you know and i'm like they, it's like they almost make it sound like you're supposed to know. Yeah, I think now it's just a, it's a give. Well, because it's, it's so it feels like a fundamental. Given. It's so fundamentally basic that if someone doesn't learn though, mm-hmm. like if someone doesn't actually learn that, then they don't know. You yeah. could automatically assume. Uh, I was listening to a podcast with Bernard on it, and he said that during his altar calls, he doesn't automatically assume that everyone knows what he means by the Holy Ghost. Right. Because what the Holy Ghost can mean for one person mm-hmm. could be different for someone else. Right. So he, he normally will go through the process of explaining it, mm-hmm. of kind of a briefly explanation, uh, explanation of what um, the infilling of the Spirit of God is. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether or not you believe that, that's that's up to you, but, you know, us as apostolics, we do. But, you know, that's, that's interesting to think, even with something that, for us, which is fundamentally doctrine for us, uh, still has to be explained. Yeah. Still has to be uh, broken down because everyone starts at different a- angles. That's why um, different levels. That's why I believe in discipleship classes, in yeah. um, fellowship with other believers, and, and you know taking someone under your wing, kind of helping them get up. Yeah, you know helping them um, um, rise up. You yeah. know, uh, and become better. You know, you know, and and know God for who He is. Yeah, because I mean, as much as I've been learning the bible and stuff like that that's still like i didn't know anything about about like the the thing i just it it does bug me now that i'm really thinking about that they just they just act like you know you know like you should know this by now you're this age you should know walking in the spirit but then you're like i don't know you're like 12 13 years old you just got into youth and they're like yeah you should know what walking in the spirit is and you're sitting there you're like i have no clue what this is can somebody explain and nobody will nobody will explain you know not many people will actually take the time to explain you know i was just used to a church that broke everything down that was a little it was a a little bit different here we broke everything down fundamentally uh brother uh, Sis Drunk was really good at uh, teaching while preaching. Um, yeah. Pastor Hayes is really good at it. 
uh, we've always had people that just broke stuff down. Alex, Alex, Alex Dunning, who was the old youth pastor, used to break stuff down pretty decently. But um, him, I would say him, uh, my old youth pastor, Landon, who, in my opinion, was the... I was like, Kevin does a really good job. Kevin Kevin does a pretty Kevin good job. Kevin does a lot of, like, outside research, too. He does a lot of outside research. He's kind of like... Kevin does Gives a you a different lot. perspective yeah. on it. You know? Kevin, Kevin does kind of branch it out. I will say Megan, uh, whenever she got the chance to speak, uh, she did that too which was pretty cool um there wasn't that many though that would but it was it was always like the what their specific topic was but like it was very rare that they would talk about like walking in the spirit you know but they did talk about like building that strong foundation they did bring up you know those stories and stuff like that about the man who built his house on the beach and then the man who built it himself on on a rock which, oh, yeah. You know, that's that's a good story. I do like that story a lot. But um, Cause it teaches us very fundamentals. Yeah, because it's, it's true. Because if you don't have a strong foundation and someone comes by and challenges your faith and shakes your foundation, if, you're, if you were literally built on the sand, you... Like, what are you going to... Like, you're, you're going to fail. That's like asking a question of what are you going to stand on. Right. You know, if you build your house on sand, we know what sand is. Sand is very loose. Very coarse. Very, it's easy to push sand out of the way. Yeah. You know, uh, even sand that's wet, it's pretty mm-hmm. easy to push out of the way. You try to build a house upon some sand. I mean, you, I mean you you know, see, you've seen landfills like, to where they've just taken houses out that were built like, on sand. You've seen it. Like, it's just going to fall apart. It's yeah. not going to be able to, to, um, but you see to those, hold. But you see those people that build their houses on like a rock you know their their foundation is strong and they they're fine but it's just it's just the fact that like you feel bad for the people that built their house on sand but they're so confident about it i'll tell you like the thing about it is you have to really put a precedent on on doctrine Mm -hmm. at that point uh because you can pray daily Mm -hmm. Um, and God can reveal things to you through scripture easily. Um, and he can show you, he can, he can lead you and so on and so forth. But if you're not, if you're not studying scripture, if you're not, if you don't know your doctrine, you know, and, and somebody challenges that, like, what are you, what are you going to stand on? Right. You know, cause you can stand on your hours of prayer and I'm not saying prayer doesn't change anything. Prayer does. And prayer is powerful. We've, we've had posts to where we've said, you know, you know pray until something breaks. But it's it's. But if you can't, if you don't know how to explain uh, why you believe baptism in Jesus' name is necessary, mm-hmm. um, or if you can't at least take them through Scripture from why Jesus is God, or so on and so forth, you know, then it's going to be a little hard for you to stand on on firm firm ground, yeah. um, and be able to position yourself for success. Uh, in your Christian walk. Um, so. Well, I mean, that was not exactly something that we planned on kind of going on that, but, uh, I think that was good. You know, uh, yeah. So, um, if you guys like this episode, be sure to check out our other episodes on, uh, like I said earlier, iTunes, Spotify, Red Circle, our website, and also on Google, podcast which is pretty cool check out our quotes on uh, the sparks page and uh other than that we will catch you guys in the next one all right bye guys